0: Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Sue and brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. And, well, the old saying is they had their hitting shoes on, and that was certainly the case for the Twins over the weekend, Jim.
1: I think if it comes down to your shoes, why wouldn't you just wear your hitting shoes
0: all the time? <laughs> That's an excellent point. I hadn't considered yeah.
1: that. <laughs> um, you yeah, know, there are so many cliches that get thrown around about hitting, and as we talked about last week, the one, one cliche that actually has some meaning to it is the whole hitting is contagious part. And why? Because if you're the people around you start hitting, you relax and just try to take good at bat. If people around you aren't hitting, you put pressure on yourself, and then you make a very difficult task almost impossible. Um, and so what's changed? They send down Miranda, who was struggling like crazy. They send down Larnick. He comes back up. He looks like he's in a better place. Uh, they put Kyle Farmer in. He takes start it uh, starts taking professional at bats and being productive and they bring up Alex Kirilov and, you know, I'd, I'd heard some mixed things about him at St. Paul, even though the numbers are really good, mm-hmm. but he's taken really good at bats. He's been productive immediately. He's imp- immediately lengthened that lineup. Uh, if he's going to hit like this, this lineup really could take off. And and the other thing I wrote about today is if you can get Royce Lewis up here, I California mean, farmer is a nice guy to have on your roster, but he's really a super utility guy. Yeah. Um, if they can get Royce Lewis up here, and he get, starts giving me right-handed power, speed, athletic ability, boy, then then the lineup could really look strong. H- has he started playing games, Lewis? Yes, he has. He's playing third base. He's playing third base at Double A, and you know he just he's so adaptable. I just wouldn't be surprised to see him rise pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, I mean, we've seen third base, our shortstops move over to third base a lot during the course yeah. of, of baseball. I mean, major leaguers do it all the time. They lose a little bit of range, but they still have the great hands and arm. Well, third base is a natural fit. It's a little different to play, but it's, I think, easier to go from third to, or from short to third than to the other side of the infield where everything is spinning in the opposite direction. But yeah, Lewis, I would think, would adapt pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I really have no doubt, and he's and he's also on top of everything else. He just uh, great attitude, uh, great attitude, and uh, adaptable, and and you know, you saw him when he came up. Like we've seen so often, I saw it with Morneau, and I saw it with Tony Hunter, I saw it with just you know with, with so many players, even who end up being great that they had took some time to adapt to the major leagues. Uh, you know, Royce came up last year, and he looked like he had been here for five years. You know, and you know he's already. I mean, he's what I'm trying to look at his numbers down there. I mean, he, he's only had eight plate appearances, but you know, he's he's two for six with a double, uh, an RBI, uh, a walk, you know. So, I mean, he certainly doesn't look rusty at this moment.
0: So, let's say that that does happen and that the Twins do think he could be an outstanding third baseman there next to Correa and really could be a plus defensive side of the infield. Uh, Certainly what, what is Miranda's future if that happens?
1: Well, and let's put things in context. Miranda had a couple of good, really good months for this team last year. Um, Royce Lewis was the number one pick in the draft. He's a better athlete. He's faster. He's a better defender. Uh, He's a better athlete. He's probably gonna hit from, you know, Miranda, Miranda has to really outdo Royce Lewis offensively for him to have the same, close to the same value. Um, So I think what the most likely thing here, uh, of course, if there's no injuries or other things coming into play here, is Royce Lewis becomes a star third baseman and Miranda becomes an option uh, at first base DH, Uh Uh, and that could happen. uh, But that's then. Then what we're doing is we're taking Miranda who you know it, this was his job to keep if he had performed well this year we're taking Miranda and saying okay you're no longer a starting third baseman now you're competing with uh kirilov larnick gallo kepler walner uh garlic brooks lee you're competing with all these other people for bats at you know the other corner positions and that's a harder way to go you know and maybe he ends up being maybe he ends up contributing in that way maybe he ends up being organizational depth maybe they end up trading
0: in your column uh, that you just came out with uh, this morning, you mentioned uh, Royce Lewis third could help the Twins. And uh, the second part of that, uh, Jim, tell us about that. Well, you know, uh,
1: we talked about it when Lavelle wrote about it. Maybe, you know, Buxton to center field would make the team better. And I, I was like, yeah, of course it would. Uh, I don't know that they're going to – I don't think they're going to rush it. Uh, but regardless of timing, you know, Buxton has kind of behind the scenes made some noises about, hey – I'm Dhing, I'm in the lineup every day. He's only missed four games, and one of those was a slump. He's in the lineup every day. He's a vital part of the lineup. Uh, he could end up hitting 40 home runs, and he's completely healthy. Does he? Is it really smart to put him back in center field where he might get hurt? Hmm. And I just think, you know, look, the way I I put this I put it this way on the podcast last week. Your goal is to win a championship. Now, everybody knows that. You know, it's easy to say and maybe they never win a world series and that but you still but you want to give yourself every chance to be as good as you possibly can mm-hmm. they're a better team with bust in the center field it opens up dh for a hitter whether it's miranda or or Larnik or whoever else it deepens your lineup it gives you a great center fielder instead of a, a very very good center fielder it improves you everywhere and you're paying them a lot of money to be a great center fielder uh i i understand. I, I agree with the twins you don't want to rush it persuasive uh, thing over time to get him to kind of think, start thinking like, Hey, I need to be out there, but they want, if they make the playoffs, Byron Buxton needs to be the starting center fielder in the playoffs. If he's going to be a starting center fielder in the playoffs, then he better be fully prepared for that, which means, you know, at least a month or two of playing in center field. And if he has no physical reason not to play center field, Let's say in June, then why wouldn't you play him there in June? I I I just think that, you know, Buxton has gotten Buxton hated the idea of DHing. Now he's very comfortable with the idea of DHing. Now they need to start working on him. Hey, we're a better team if you're in center field. Even if it doesn't happen immediately, it's something we start moving toward.
0: Yeah. Uh, Vikings had the rookie minicamp this week. Uh, Some roster changes as well. The most notable that they traded Zedarius Smith for a couple of future uh fifth round draft picks uh did it just not work out with smith or they thought the picks were valuable why is he now gone
1: uh he was he just did nothing the second half of last year once again uh did he help them win 13 games last year yes was he dynamic for the first half of the season yes but what's your goal hmm. your goal isn't to make a make a wild card game and lose it at home your goal is to do something bigger than that and if you don't think a guy can get through an entire season being productive, then what are you really doing? Um, so, and also, I think they think he's done, frankly. We all know that NFL players, especially explosive positions, once they hit a wall, they probably are never getting over that wall. Now, I can see the Browns using them in situations, uh, I, and the Browns are kind of in a desperate situation. They have to kind of win now while they have Deshaun Watson, while they have some good young talent. Uh, the Vikings, I just don't think, have much faith in it at this point. And to get rid of his salary, to get anything in return, I think they feel they look like it's a win. Now maybe, you know, he has four sacks on opening day and makes him look bad, but I just don't think they're worried about him having a full productive season.
0: You know, finding a trade for Sedarius Smith, that makes me a little more optimistic than maybe they can find a trade for Delvin Cook as well and bring in some assets uh, for him because it sure looks like they're ready to move on from him.
1: They're definitely ready to move on. I think there's, you know, all the salary cap stuff makes my head spin. But yeah.
0: I think once you get past June
1: 2nd, uh, it's easier for the Vikings to trade him and it's easier for a team like the Miami Dolphins to take him on. So I wouldn't be shocked if in the first week of June uh, the Vikings
0: trade him to the Dolphins for like a f- fifth-round pick or a fourth-round pick, something like that. Mm. We're down to the final four in the NBA playoffs. Uh, You know, a seven and an eight seed both make it into the conference finals. Uh, And for the Lakers, you know, it kind of illustrates the not completely meaningless, but the diminished meaning of the regular season in the NBA.
1: And the value of doing what we all hate, which is load management. I mean, they, they played the regular season as if, okay, if we get in and we're healthy, we're better off than if we have a great record and we've worn out our older players. And I hate that, but it's the logical approach to take, you know? And, and and just what it really speaks to is the NBA season is way too long. Yeah, You know, it's way too long, and they pack too many games together. Why do they do it? TV money. Yeah. Are they ever going to stop doing it? No, because they're making an incredible amount of money. So we just have to deal with it. And uh, it also, it's really interesting, too, to look at the end of the Wolves season. Because the Wolves are playing well late in the year. They go to L.A., they dominate three quarters of that play-in game uh, before they get tired and the Lakers' rally. I mean, now that Laker team that they almost destroyed in that game is now in the conference finals. Mm-hmm. And then they went and played uh, the Nuggets tough for the last three games of that series, and the Nuggets destroyed the Suns. So, mm-hmm. you know, the, la- the last five losses of that whole season probably weren't as bad as they appeared at the time.
0: Yeah. Jim, thanks so much. Thanks, Todd. Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.